0: (laughs) Hello everybody, welcome to a Mick G production in association with the 3D Geeks podcast and the PVD cast We present to you Remake, Revolution, Salem's Lot We've been trying to do this with uh, Don't F with the original crew We got Mike competing with Dan in his first team tournament This is going to be an absolute blast Justin is stepping into the judges seat for the first time With a very disgruntled Max at work right now because he can't be here. And I wasn't about to reschedule this because Max can't judge. So we rolled along. We are here and (laughs) we are having fun. So the movie we were talking about today, we've gotten a film. We've got a sequel to that film. We got a remake to that film. And now we're getting a James Wan produced remake again of this movie, but that's not what we want to talk about. We want to talk about these guys' remake ideas and really quickly, uh, Casper, Becky, let everybody know where they can find you online. Tell us a little bit about your podcast.
1: Yeah. You want, I, I can. Uh, so our name
2: is don't fuck with the original. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for social media. You can find us on everywhere you pretty much get podcasts anymore. We're on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, Getting on iTunes was awesome. We're still really excited about that. Um, We cover everything under the horror genre anything from true crime to paranormal to um, movies and cryptids and pretty much anything you can think of under the horror genre. We talk about it. So, we We really like to um, pretty much be under like that category, so there's something for everybody because not everyone likes true crime. not everybody likes paranormal. not everybody likes you know this or that, but we usually yeah. have that one thing that someone will like. So
0: I would love to do a true crime podcast, but I could never put the effort into it that you guys put into a true crime episode. Like I would never be able to research it.
2: In our defense, we know a lot of this stuff
1: already (laughs) because we're weirdos. So, yeah, um, that's why we kind of try to pick, sometimes pick maybe true crime stories or killers that we aren't always familiar with, but if there's ones that we are familiar with, it's a bit of a cheat. Um yeah. Like our Ed Ed Game episode was was a cheat because I knew we already knew way too much about that guy. Uh says a lot about me. Um but Um, next week is our night on (laughs) Elm Street episode. So very excited. That's my guy. Freddie's my guy. And I'm I'm sporting forever. My dude her
2: guy and then i'm sporting her guy so
0: <laughs> very very cool uh you guys are watching listening you guys know who mike and dan are check out MikeYouTube.com <laughs> forward slash mike mcgtv but you already know that because you were probably watching that on either mike's side or dan's three threegeeks.ninja and uh let's let's get into this game guys let's let the guests go first uh, tell me your pitch for salem's lot the remake
3: Real fast, um, I want everyone to know that Max is always judging, regardless of he's on the podcast or not. I
4: just he's, <laughs> go
2: ahead. He's all the time. He's sitting there like
4: two things that you know about Max. <laughs> cut to the chase. He doesn't he's very like judgy it, and he hates
2: everything. <laughs> That's pretty fantastic.
1: Oh my God. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're
2: fine. Justin oh. is
3: channeling
0: Max right now. You're just gonna hear a bunch of random fucks and I'm just horrible. super angry about Not everything. I'm yeah. <laughs> to
3: start yelling. <Yeah. laughs> <All right>, ladies. <laughs> ladies, Amen. go ahead.
2: Okay. He's like, pay no mind. Go on. <laughs>
1: like, this is what we do.
2: Um. So
1: we just like diving into the plot.
2: Yeah. So okay.
1: I came
2: up with just literally starting off with the fact of making it about a lot in Salem.
1: Yeah, so, so that's that's made where it like very yeah. literal. Like <laughs> literal term this title lot. Lot is a lot in Salem. So it's a lot like, in Salem. Literal. And I will let you I'll let you go into it because I but can't it, read. It does pretty good. Oh yeah, no, my handwriting is atrocious. <laughs> um it's like high school. Uh so it takes place in the late nineties. We'll say 99 for sake of argument. Um mm-hmm. since it is in Salem. Um, we're taking two students that are anthropology students from Miskatonic University. If anybody's a Lovecraft fan <laughs> out there, you'll know where <laughs> I'm from. Um, so they were they received a grant from the Peabody Museum to dig in the lot in Salem where Giles Corey was supposedly mm-hmm. crushed to death. And if you know anything about the Salem witch trials, he was the only one mm-hmm. except for four that died in prison that was crushed to death. Um, They start digging. They find his body. Uh, Of course, there's a random thunderstorm for no reason, because you just want to throw that into a horror movie when you dig up a dead body. (laughs) It's got to be a thunderstorm. Just for no fucking reason. Um, And all of a sudden, his spirit pops up, and he infects a tour guide. And (laughs) essentially, that tour guide becomes his avatar. So he's the now living embodiment of Giles Corey. So uh, we can't be undone, Giles has to find Martha, who was his wife, who in real life, Giles accused his wife of being a witch and she was hanged. Um, But in this story, she was a real witch, a dark witch, black magic, all that good stuff. Um, So the only way that he finds to have an avatar for her is that he leads a tour group to Gallows Hill, where she's buried and there are two, what do we say? Two guys, one two girl. Two guys and one girl in this It's a very group. small group. So it's basically yeah. a couple and the girl's brother. Um, and then we should also say that these two students are an, an interracial couple. Um, they kind of play this awkward, like they're not really a couple, but they kind of want to be a couple. They're like very awkward. Like there's like a subtext in there, but they don't actually become a couple. We should specify that. And then um, there's a couple and the girl's brother, that's the tour guide. That plays into who we cast later. he starts doing those sort of performance art piece that they think is a part of the tour. They totally fall for it because they're not from there. They're tourists. They're California. <laughs> they're like, whatever. He's digging up a body. Great. This is this all is a cool. part of the tour, right? <laughs> this is like, oh this the <laughs> tour. We don't understand. So we're going with it. I think- we're totally going with it. It's performance art. This is great, we're from California. We're totally <laughs> liberal. We love that shit. Um, so they dig up the body and the Martha Corey goes into uh, a black woman, which really pisses Giles off because he's like super racist, which she doesn't care <laughs> because he, he like her to death anyway. So that was just kind of a way mostly of getting a spite back at him. Of him. Kind yeah. of a spiteful thing. So she starts saying this black magic incantation that turns her boyfriend and the brother into basically like these zombie zombie types under mind control that are unleashed throughout Salem and they basically start to for lack of a better word turn the rest of the town into these just like mindless zombies they emit this light from their mouths and their eyes roll up in the back of their head and that's how They are able to infiltrate the rest of the town. So essentially what Giles and Martha want to do is take over the world. They need as many souls, spirits, bodies, whatever, so that they can live forever. Um, Essentially sort of like vampires, but not really. So (laughs) feeding off souls and spirits instead of blood. Um, So not to lose our anthropology students. They go back to Miskatonic University. They feel a responsibility to save the town, to save the world. They find this anthropology professor that just so happens to be a white witch. witch. Um, So she knows all kinds of spells and incantations that she could do on Gallows Hill, but they need Giles Corey's body. They have to go back to the original lot in Salem to (laughs) reunite his body with Martha's body um, on the grounds with this incantation so that they can be done and save the town and save the world. So she's able to put a protection spell on the two students to bring Giles Corey's body back to Gallows Hill while she does this incantation at Martha's body. Meanwhile, these two avatars are somewhere else still trying to control as many people as possible, bringing them to them, leading them to them. Um, little bit of a Hocus Pocus vibe there um she they, they start to the realize body, they yeah, start to realize what's going what's on with the body there they show back up to gallows hill there's like this full-on fight that happens between the two students and giles and martha while the white witch is doing her ritual her trying thing. to get you know everything okay again. back together um and when it feels like the chips are down and these two students are just out of here, she makes the ultimate sacrifice and sacrifices herself for them to save them, which kills mm -hmm. the two, the the poor tour guide and the woman unfortunately die. Um, So Giles' Corey and Martha's spirits are gone. They're rid, They're the anthropology students throw the dirt on them and everybody in town is saved. They're not under the spell anymore. Um, but you can't end a, a horror movie without a twist. There has to be a twist. <laughs> so 19 years later, 19 being a very specific number, we have two new young anthropology students that don't know anything about the story and they decide they're gonna dig up Gallows Hill um, just for shits and giggles, they it's a totally different thing, totally different project, project. They know nothing about the story. It just so happens that the original students as a couple are there. They rush over screaming, no! And then the movie ends. <laughs> that's it. That's what we got. That, that's it. Sweet. Yeah. Oh.
0: Thank you. <laughs> that is the most in-depth that we've had since the um, Showgirls episode we did <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Wow we, yeah. really the concept.
1: we were like why would they do this What would we be doing here Yeah, yeah. The I mean, If you're going to take the literal definition Then you've got to <laughs> be able to build Some type of plot And we wanted to take elements from the original one But mm-hmm. not make it a vampire Movie again I was like what about Salem <laughs> witches?" Okay. <laughs> build of. And I got to throw some Lovecraft shit in there. So that was good for me. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you can do that, do that.
3: I feel so I feel underprepared right you. now. <laughs> you, you look nervous through the whole thing, Mike. It's okay. Nervous. It's all right.
4: I was like, oh, man. <laughs> they, 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 they just crafted something from like whole cloth and everything. I'm like, Okay, we'll have to touch base with ours again here, Dan. Oh, no. No, we got uh, this. Sorry. We got this. We got this. Okay. We got okay, this. All right. I, I got to
0: say, I know Dan hasn't won the last few remakes, but his uh, pitches have been
5: amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's because of the bleeding hearts, JT. You know, it's, every, everything has to have a social justice bent, and I just
4: – no, just kidding. <laughs>
5: No, uh,
0: no one Dan just likes Mike. a nice,
4: plain space opera anymore. Well, this this will be interesting because, yeah, it's you and me teamed up, so we'll see how we balance each other out. Then. So. All right. Uh, do, you
5: want, do you want to take this pitch? Sure. I, I would love to take this pitch. First of all, right. all we did a vampire movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all
5: right. Now, we're doing a 50s period piece based on the Stephen King book of the same name. Um, to play into, <laughs> hold on, we're getting there. Yeah. Hold on,
4: <laughs> hold off a sec. We'll get yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Okay. So the the fifties is a great time for this because you can play off the paranoia versus you know the 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 idyllic white boy setting of the 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 fifties, you know, small town. Now. <clears throat> um, At night, a caravan comes to town, not unlike uh, something wicked this way comes. A black hearse surrounded by a biker gang who then sets up shop at the antique, you know, shop in the middle of town. There's this nice man named, uh, who the hell was that? Callahan? Yes. Um, So... So Callahan is the the guy running the shop and you know he, he he's got his whole wait wait for my my partner to show up. You'll all love it. Oh no him. wait,
4: sorry. No no no, not Callahan. Stra- Straker, that's who we thinking.
5: Straker, that's right. Yes. Okay. Apologies. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're fine. <laughs> and uh, his his dude Barlow to show up. So we're we're still going to have that uh, crescendo toward the middle of the film there. Um it is going to have a much better payoff, however. Now, as it's, it's a, a 50s period piece, we're going to have music from the Misfits, the whole soundtrack. Um, they will also be in the film as the Biker Gang and the thralls of Barlow and Straker.
2: Uh. Kind of loving this, right. actually. I'm like, I I'm into this. Yeah.
5: <laughs> um, yeah I mean I'd I, I like to hit the same beats as the the book does where the original miniseries really tried like like the, the the house was scary towards the end you know the 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 kids are horrifying the 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 actual vampire flash that thing back back up JT That thing <laughs> is not scary okay yeah, not he's so just much. like, <laughs> like yeah, no, he's like yeah like the bad thing in a commercial trying to sell you a hamburger helper or something it's it's not very good it's interfering with kids
0: helper. about needing it she's hiding really important now.
5: children he's like oh it's got vitamins i have to go or something you know i, I, I don't know i mean <laughs> what hamburger me helper has can, vitamins can, can, i don't know his ears in shut up let me finish my pitch damn it you yeah. judge you'll get to it <laughs> but yeah like like i want to make it scary i want to
4: make it um more intimidating
5: yeah much more intimidating like um, a scary scary vampire not a stupid purple vampire mm-hmm. yes you yes. sings songs
4: could that be a yeah. T-shirt? I want to see that
5: thing sing, that's sing, it, show you. That'd be great. Uh, you got anything else?
4: <laughs> um, we were talking a little bit about you know having kind of like the emulating some other movies. Like the biker gang plays up very much like a '50s Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah, that's um, right. Damn. Oh, that's and,
3: cool. yeah, like
4: that. yeah, there you go. And the uh, the house <laughs> itself, the Marston house, actually has like a. A pretty sordid and dark backstory already. Like it was a former insane asylum. That was, I think, pretty much it. But, Yeah, that's what I forgot.
5: <laughs> so
4: we're just okay. make, we're just yep. looking to make the '70s one better. <laughs> yeah, so much better. Yeah,
1: just set it except in the Misfits. I kind of like the Lost Boys. Just set in it that. in a different yeah. time.
5: Period. JT, I love. Find, a, yeah, find a picture of the misfits and, and put throw, throw it up. <laughs> yeah, if you can find the misfits. Already on it, Dan. Okay.
3: <laughs> all
0: right. uh, uh, Justin, um, you got all the notes you need on that one. I sure do. Fantastic. There we yeah, go. Yeah, there we uh, go. <laughs> the title of your movie should be "Making okay, Vampires
3: out. Not Stupid Again." That's
0: great. <laughs> well, <laughs> they don't need to. They're working on it. What <laughs> I said, Hollywood is working on making vampires not stupid again. I don't know. Is-
5: <laughs>
1: I, mean, I love that you just keep bringing that you know, up at random times. It's just <laughs> if I could say one thing, and I mean, I know it's a television sh- It was a book adapted to a television series, but I yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. I hate that the Strain didn't. Yeah. Speaking of vampires, yeah. like I feel like the Strain. Yeah. I I read the first two books. And they were amazing. And I watched the first season of the show. And I I, I, I hate that that kind of, like, trailed off. Because I feel like that was one of the first times in a long time that they actually had some really scary vampires. And just, like, the whole yeah. concept yeah. of it being a virus. Like, that was kind of dope. But I feel like that got lost on some people. Um,
5: I, I think they got to a point in the uh, series where they're just... just kind of didn't have anywhere to go and it's like I don't know
1: right (laughs) yeah especially with only three books and you can't go much farther than that so I get it but I don't feel like it got the shot it deserved because I don't know I guess people still need their mainstream acceptable vampires I guess (laughs) the glam, perfect ew (laughs) it's gross
2: (laughs) it's not real vampires I mean, I don't know. That kind of puts me in a twilight. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: All right, ladies. Uh I'm sorry, uh, Dan and Mike. What is your guys' <laughs> cast look like?
4: Um, we're going cast? With cast? Oh. Okay.
1: Yeah,
4: All right. So for cast, uh, we decided uh for our main character uh to kind of amalgamate the uh original main character and the kid into just one character because they're really as we as we were re-watching the (laughs) miniseries uh in preparation for this we were like there's really nothing to this original dude and so we made a whole new character named Maggie Petrie who's a high schooler uh and she would be kind of our POV character she would be the one we're following for majority of the film and to play her, we cast Millie Bobby Brown, Eleven from Stranger Things, uh, Enola Holmes, the Godzilla movie that came out last year. Yeah. Uh, you know her. Eleven, yeah. So was that Bobby last Brown. year? Feels yeah, like that was last year. Fifteen
1: years know, ago. right? Yeah.
4: yeah. No
5: shit. Hey, 2020 yeah. is that a decade. <laughs> <That's>
1: when, <laughs> yeah.
5: So yeah. yeah. I can walk out of the house and do things.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The far, far away. when we weren't living when we weren't living in the modern day horror, yeah. Okay. So yeah, like I said, she's a kind of a amalgamation of two of the lead characters from the from the previous uh, iteration of the story. Okay. Uh, for Straker, the uh, antiques uh, owner and, and the uh, main servant to Barlow, we decided on Mister John Goodman.
2: Hey, nice.
4: nice. That's perfect, um, dude. I, I what was
2: our reasoning for that? Was
4: it, Mouse- um was there a particular um yeah Walter could definitely play into it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thinking, I like, mean, yeah. <laughs> yes, perfect. I
4: don't know, as we were talking about definitely that, Dan, Walter. I was kind of thinking like the Bible salesman from uh Oh brother, where art thou? Right. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. Yes!
5: Like, like I wanted him to be able to be a shyster and also look like he could pick you up and shove you into a bunch of antlers. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh, that's
1: it. Break. Would make
4: it. It makes it way more believable than uh, James yeah. Mason. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Not that he wasn't
5: like the best part of that film,
4: but Yeah, yeah, but honestly that was more because I'm like, How drunk is James Mason? Yes.
5: (laughs) Can't believe I'm struggling for TV.
1: Uh, Drunk all
4: the time. Yeah. I mean, when when you've been over it for like 20 years, I'm sure. What (laughs) is that? No, that was so. That was our Maggie, uh, John Goodman, Miss Straker. Um, Our Barlow, uh, the main vampire who was supposed to be more intimidating in this version, uh, was Jerry only from The Misfits, the lead. The lead frontman, right, Dan?
5: Well, the the bass player. He's the only guy that's been in every version of the Misfits.
4: <laughs> the last man standing in the Misfits, yeah. pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's um, like so, you want the name, you get me too. <laughs> yep, there we go. Uh, so he's uh, dude on heavy. the left. Yeah, dude on the left. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, for Who, who's already Callahan, scarier than the vampire? So <laughs> yeah, he's already more intimidating <laughs> than that other vampire that we saw earlier uh for father callahan who we mentioned earlier like in the in the miniseries he had a bit of a smaller role but we wanted to beef up the role a little bit more in this version and actually have him play a more substantial kind of like opposing force uh we had anthony stewart head uh giles from buffy as father callahan i love that man yeah (laughs) (laughs)
2: oh my god (laughs)
4: Nice. And he's, I believe he's at that age now where it's like you could believe that this is a, like an older, you know, yeah. priest and so forth. Oh, but he, he
2: straight up looked really? like an older vampire.
4: But he, <laughs> could, and he still he wants to steal your up.
5: liver. So, yeah, you he know. could
4: still cause some he damage. <laughs> <laughs> he might need it. He might need it. You mentioned the Misfits in our pitch, Dan. They would play the yeah. other thralls in the biker gang. Um, Larry. No no, Crockett, no, no,
5: no, no. The, JT, the new Misfits.
4: The new Misfits. The misfit.
5: I mean, yeah. I mean, he he keeps showing the old '70s lineup.
4: Come on, for
1: sake of argument.
4: Yeah, for the sake of argument, just the misfits. Dan, Dan's musician brain is getting triggered, <laughs> angry now. <laughs> Not the '70s one. <laughs> um, you won't like it when he's angry. Dan, these these last two here. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> do you want to reveal who Larry Larry Crockett? Yeah. Okay.
5: Okay. Larry Crockett, the uh, uh, the realty or the the realtor guy in it, who's I don't know who, who's banging his uh, uh, secretary. Um, that's to be Willard Matthew Broderick.
4: 70. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew <laughs> Broderick in
5: this one <laughs> because he he is so good in that uh, that one Netflix show. That I just watched and I forget the name of it. So, never the mind. High school one and, where he
3: the principal and the zombies?
5: Yes. Yeah. 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 I freaking yeah. love he's that. Great, one. Yeah. And uh, for, for Constable Gillespie, the cop, uh, <laughs> we're going to bring in CGI John Saxon. <laughs> Hi. Yes. Because that was not my call. But right. yeah. I, I need John Saxon <laughs> as the policeman I, I, in this, I, just, I, just, I, just I, like Black I, Christmas. It's gonna be awesome. And not
0: Ron Elm Street, yep. Young yes.
5: Saxon yep. or older the Saxon?
1: Perpetual cop.
5: Um I'm gonna go with like maybe 45-ish.
4: So somewhere in between these two
1: buildings. <laughs>
5: <videos. laughs> <laughs> yes. Somewhere in between here. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was his like iconic age from like nightmare and you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all all those Italian giallos that he completely forgot what what the hell he did in them. <laughs> I do. I just watched Nightmare Three again, and he's awesome. Yeah, in that movie. yeah. Everybody's he's he's awesome Nightmare in pretty much everything movie. he's in, even
4: Love like like everybody. the horrible shit shows. Yeah, but I, I was just, also saying, Dan. Oh, go yeah. ahead. Sorry. No,
1: I was just going to say a whole generation too just completely forgot about. You know, Enter the Dragon, too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. So many people. I grew up with Bruce Lee. So, like, my first introduction to John Saxon was Enter the Dragon. And then nice. it was Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, and then Black Christmas and everything from there. But, like, I, me, I was like, oh, John Saxon's a badass. Like,
5: oh, yeah, yeah.
1: He's Bruce Lee, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, like, like, he's a badass. Like, that was my <laughs> first introduction to him. But, like, everybody else was just like, this dad, cop. Nancy, like, he's just, (laughs) I mean, like, that's, that's (laughs) our, that's John Sachs, which is totally cool, because, I mean, he, he's, he was amazing, he was great in Black Christmas, and great, great in all the Nightmare iterations, so, R.I.P. John Sachs.
0: Make note that the other team really likes their
4: cast. <laughs> yes. well,
3: we'll I do. I'm,
1: I'm digging a, this cast a lot.
4: Um. I I just got to say there was some trepidation on my part with that one just because yeah he recently passed away but also I'm yeah. like we just got to make sure it's really good CGI Dan and oh, that, yeah. the C- yeah. that the CGI sheriff isn't more terrifying than our head vampire.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: A, no. No. Jerry no, only. Cherry no, no, only. No, Jerry no, only. No. Shots fired.
1: <laughs> oh, no,
0: nice. I like the cast. Uh, John Goodman and anything guarantees yeah. I will watch it. Oh
1: yeah, Same. hands
0: down. Uh, what do you guys have for your guys's cast?
2: You want me to do the cast? Yeah, sure. So because I can, I can read that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for the two students, um, that with the sexual tension with the with the you know the interracial students that have the that actually get the grant. Uh, Ross Lynch and Jazz Sinclair, which mm-hmm. were actually dating in real life, yep. and they were both on *Chilling Adventures of Sabrina*. He he played what was his name boyfriend. He played the boyfriend, and she played her friend. I yeah.
1: I, I can't remember names right. <laughs> <now>. My <brain laughs> doesn't <it> work. <laughs> there you go. Yep, there, there it
2: is. is Mr. Jeffrey what, Dahmer.
0: What was the lady's name?
2: Jazz Jazz, Sinclair. J-A-Z-S-I-N-C-L-A on the show.
1: That's a good show. Yeah, I I absolutely love that show. I'm not caught up, but it is a really great show. It's a great show. I, So that's our
2: two main students. Um, Giles Corey will be played... Yeah, there they are. Aren't they adorable? They're adorable. Okay. So Giles <laughs> Corey will be, which is also the tour guide, because he's the one that gets possessed. He is played by Mark Boone Jr. Sons of Anarchy.
5: Huh.
2: I know, really, right? He's perf like he mm-hmm. looks, I was like, he looks like a tour
1: guide. I yeah, it's- oh yeah, <laughs> yep. Totally works. He's from Cincinnati, Ohio. So.
4: Scary woodsman is what I've always. Oh, I love him. him in <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Represent. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. So Martha, which will is inherently played by um, one of the tours group girls, who the spirit takes over, yeah. will be played by Rachel True, because the we craft were, the craft. She was we were, yeah. the craft. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to do. We were doing the interracial couple thing, but because she's black, we were like, she, he, the Martha's doing it to spite giles because he was a racist.
1: So got, got it. Rachel True. Um so then we should probably jump to yeah, the I don't other like the white witch yet. The other tour guide. So the couple, so Rachel True was dating the other guy, who cameos. The tour group that she was with, her boyfriend is going to be played by Patrick Wilson. Anywhere you can put Patrick Wilson, if we can put Patrick Wilson <laughs> in a movie, we're gonna <laughs> in, as we're gonna put Patrick Wilson in anywhere that we can.
2: Um, and then her her brother. So I have there were to look three of them. his
1: actual name
2: though. Um, the guy who plays her brother. Yeah, the, <laughs> look, he's shirtless. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
4: <laughs> J- Jason knows.
2: Thank you. I know my
3: audience. <laughs> He's not he knows what people want.
1: This, so now I'm like Patrick Bolton. With some... like, what are we talking about again?
2: Focus. Anyway, um, um so the guy that's gonna play Rachel. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I can't breathe. Friend okay. of the show. Whoa. Okay. Anyway, bringing it back. Hey, so the guy who's gonna play Rachel True's brother. <laughs> You pulled up his. Did you pull up his name?
1: Yes, he is in the movie Get Out. He plays Chris' best friend, uh, Little Rel. Eight Howery, I believe is how his now his last name is pronounced. He's a really funny comedian. He's our comic relief Um, for a hot second. He kind of provides the comic relief for like a quick minute because (laughs) that scene when Rachel True's character does become Martha Corey, shit kind of goes crazy. And, yeah. yeah, so he kind of provides the – as he does in Get Out, he provides the comic relief Like, for, I didn't even mean like, to come Allison. up here. I didn't even
2: want to come up here. Y'all fucking – Yeah,
1: he, like, didn't even want to fucking be there, and they made him. So um, <laughs> So the big
2: white witch character – the professor This is personally my favorite casting day. choice, and I thank Becky for this because Please perfect. be
0: Randy, Quaid. Please be Randy no. Quaid. no, uh Lady Gaga. Nice. <laughs> it's Lady oh. Gaga
2: is our white witch.
1: Yes. I'd buy that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Lady Gaga. The showdown fight at the end between mm. everybody—just yeah, mm. pretty, pretty dope. And then, last um, but not
2: least, we wanted to do two more cameos for the end scene yeah. where the two new students come in. Yeah. Yes, Queen. Yes. Um, and we're gonna—we're saying they're gonna be a lesbian couple, and it's Haley Kyoko and Amanda Stenberg. Haley Kyoko is lesbian. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know, for those who don't know, she just is. <laughs> and Amanda Stenberg played Rue in the Hunger 100. Games. Did and she was more Haley? recently Kiyoko? in the Hate You Give.
1: Haley, Yeah, Haley Kyoko.
2: Her name is oh, spelled she weird. She
1: was in Insidious 3. She was, actually. For like a hot <laughs> second, she's the best friend of the girl in Insidious 3. Which I found out recently. AKA, and Insidious she's Lesbian 3. Jesus. She's apparently. Lesbian apparently. Jesus. I just found that out. That's so, a death
2: generational thing. That's why go. I know
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, <you> go. <laughs> there she is. There she is. That's the one her. on the left. The one on the left. Yep, that's her. And
2: then Amanda Stenberg will play her girlfriend, and that's she. That's the Rue from Hunger Games. I don't even know what she's done recently. Uh, the Hate You Give. The Hate You Give. That's right. Uh, came
1: out a couple of years ago. That was that was pretty good. Yep. So that that's so our cast. That's, that's basically our cast. Yeah. The main main cast. Cool. Oh. Comes oh. together now that you put the cast in. It kind of the story starts mm-hmm. to make more sense, especially Mark Boone Jr. I was really proud of that I'm choice. I'm proud of I've, you. Him, I and Lady like Gaga. I was like he's just he's just gonna be so cranky. Yeah, there yeah, she that, is. Yeah, that's her. Um, he just he just plays cranky so well, and I just feel <laughs> like. He would work. He just—he would really work in that character. So
4: I—I I, I definitely uh, could see a turn on that. Whoa! Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool.
3: Right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> all right, uh, Justin, did you get all of that written down?
3: I sure did. I have all I of the did, cast members. I did my best to stay especially up with CGI, the John Saxon. Yeah,
2: <laughs> the most important though.
3: <laughs> I fucking love CGI John Sex.
0: Uh, Justin, did you get this guy?
1: Oh my god, it's not fair.
0: It's just no. not. I'm
1: gay, so I'm like, eh. it's really not fair. Oh. I love him though.
2: No. <laughs> I love him. It's not. Uh,
0: Kristen, Becky, who is the writer and director of your film?
1: I'll let you do this one since I did. Yes, um, we decided to have the writer and co-director be, uh, Mary Lambert, um, kind of throwing it back to, we, we definitely wanted to have a woman in there. Um, also Stephen King, Stephen King kind of harkening it back. Um, she did Pet pet cemetery and I love American psycho. Yep. Um, and then our director, we picked Mick Garris, um, that's not Mary Lambert. Ooh, not the right pick. That's, <laughs> that's, not,
2: that, that's a different
5: Mary Lambert. could be McHarris. Different Mary
2: Lambert. <laughs>
1: different Mary Lambert. and that's okay. That can't change. That's okay. Even if that's that Mary Lambert. That Mary Lambert uh, singer. It's okay. She's a great singer. That's fantastic. Sorry. Yeah, yeah we there, love that. I love There's that a man.
4: director named Mary Lambert, Jason. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Y'all got me dead. A little hanging <laughs> There she that's Mick
0: Garris. <laughs> yeah, that's Mick Garrett. Yeah, <laughs> that there is, she is. Or knows, it, no, it could no, be Mary Lambert. <laughs> that is one of Dan's favorite directors, Mick Garris. I hate
5: Mick Garris. You shut <laughs> up, JT. <laughs> oh, I like Mick
2: okay, Garris.
5: Okay, he, he started out doing okay with Stephen King stuff, but then it's all he did. He's just like sucking his little finger, going, Oh, Stephen King, give me something else to do, please. Sorry. <clears throat>
2: <laughs>
5: Dan
4: gets triggered in this episode. Oh man, it's really <laughs> this no. It's just... is
2: called Dan gets triggered. There's that's Mary right? Lambert. There she is. There we go. That's...
4: Yes. Yeah, that without her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: we wanted to Got keep it. the Stephen King aspect of it. With with them too, but like and like Becky like said, we also wanted a female. Well, and Nick Ayers is one of the writers yes, for Hocus
1: Pocus, right? So mm-hmm. kind of adding the witchy element into it. So yeah. I just I felt like they worked well together with kind of taking all of the elements from the original, but then kind of putting a little bit of a spin twist on it.
4: They'll balance each other out. Though.
1: Exactly. exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
4: Uh, boys, who you guys have? Uh, Mike, uh, you want to go with the writer? <laughs> oh, okay, I'll go with the writer. Um, because okay. I think this was my choice or my yeah. suggestion. Uh, writer, I went with Mike Flanagan. Uh, nice. Who's done? Uh, you know stuff like haunting the haunting miniseries on Netflix, Bly Manor, Hill House. Uh, did Doctor Sleep? Directed Doctor Sleep, I believe. Yep,
2: yeah,
4: yeah, Yeah, and Gerald's game. Yeah, so he's. I would just like with- to
2: personally say I fucking love Mike Flanagan, and that's yeah what I just would like to say.
1: Same. <laughs> there you go. I second
2: that. I, I fucking, fucking
3: love, love him. Yeah.
2: I love him. I mean.
5: We'll we'll take any compliments from the other team, but it's it's
4: fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I also am in love with his wife too, but you know details.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, also with the fact that you guys are going more, I I feel like he's shown that he does really well with period pieces. Yep. Yes. So to your credit, yep. with putting Salem's Lot and you know setting it more in the nineteen fifties, I I think Mike Flanagan would work mm-hmm. well with that.
4: Good and pick. Th- here's where the team butts heads a little bit because I actually think his king adaptations are very good. I do too. I thought Dan. Dr.
2: Sleep
1: was amazing. I still haven't even seen Dr. Sleep because I'm terrible. I, I'm leaving. I thought it was incredible. <laughs> I thought Dr. Sleep was, was amazing. I think Dr. Took- Sleep
5: <laughs> like like I really Did love you see the anger Dan's eyes. And, and, no, no. It, 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 this it's whole episode anger, is just it,
2: called Dan's triggered.
5: Yeah, yeah, the stupid Stephen King. <laughs> no, 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 like, I, I really love the book of Dr. Sleep. And I, I think that, like, leaving the, the, the Overlook standing in the film because it did in the original film was an interesting concept. I didn't think it worked so well.
0: Yeah, Dan liked the movie up till the hotel. And then yeah. That
5: apart yeah. And I, I, I had, thought it was wasted.
1: I feel like, though... People who there were definitely a lot of differences between the shining the book. I mean, we that could take forever. We know the shining book, um, the shining the movie, you know, were were very different. And I feel like Mike Flanagan did the best he could to try to pay homage to both. Like, I mean, I don't I don't really know what else you could have done to mesh. Both together, if people and I've actually read The Shining and seen the movie, so I think yeah. you offset. Yeah. Well, I don't know how else you were gonna do that. Yeah, Dan, like any I, suggestions. I, I don't know. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, like I'll I'll go with the original Shining. Like is is a better film than than it it, it was a book hands down. But I, yeah, like I, I, don't, I don't know how I don't know. how you would make the movie know. better.
1: I got a problem with that. There's the a big part in the just, movie. Just bothers
5: me. <laughs> yeah. There's
1: a big part in the movie, The Shining, that really bothered me. That I felt like was just way off. Okay. Way off. When he okay, uh, <laughs> if what's uh oh God, what's his? This is this is terrible. Yeah. Howarin. Uh, like uh, the the, oh, the yeah. Right. So he has. The Shining, right? Like,
5: yeah. you See
1: him coming corner with that axe from a mile away, and that's how you decide to kill him off in the movie. I mean, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. lame. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah, saw. I mean, but but, but you
5: could add in like act you act you can't see your own death or something. I, I don't know. Oh,
1: yeah. oh oh, but, like like yes. you know
5: Loophole. it's it's lame.
3: Yeah. Sounds like another <laughs> remake rematch. It was damn you <laughs> loopholes. Yeah, re- <laughs> If we could sum
2: horror up in one word, it's loopholes.
5: Loopholes!
2: (laughs) (laughs) The horror genre is a loophole. Loopholes! Yeah,
5: yeah. Well, they can't be dead because... Dan, who is your director? Oh, our director (laughs) is David Cronenberg.
1: (laughs) Oh! I suggested
5: him and then you were like... Who better stitches together the, well, the Misfits, of the, the 1950s, and Vampires than David Cronenberg?
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: See, I suggested David Cronenberg, but he fits with your plot way more than our yeah.
1: plot. I, I'm such a Cronenberg <laughs> fan that I knew he wouldn't fit with our plot. You he would have had to change so much.
2: Yeah. Plus, it
1: he's there, there for really the
0: special effect. effects, which is nice. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, practical practical effects, too. hmm
5: and maybe you can get him to play Mr. Buttons. I
4: mean. <laughs> Just have him show up in the background as Mr. Buttons.
5: Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome.
0: I really like that you guys pulled from Stephen King's history on some of his films that worked and didn't work. Or, sorry, more so worked for your directors. I, I do like that.
4: Um, yeah. I was let's about get to say, that was, that was a little bit of a cross-pollination there. Yeah. It was like you got Mary Lambert. Yeah. We got a little Mike Flanagan in there. It's like, yeah. Justin, you got you got everything good.
3: Everything's written down. I got it. Mm
0: Okay, I'm excited to see who you pick because this is going to be tough. Uh, Marketing. (laughs) Uh, Let's go over to uh, Mike and Dan and let's hear about their marketing.
4: Um, for marketing, we thought you know, for say trailers and things like that, uh, a retro trailer would be kind of cool, like a la the original Grindhouse trailers. Uh, start off sort of like an industrial film a little bit, introduce this ideal community of Salem's Lot. And then as the trailer continues, like it's like, come to Salem's Lot, a loving community for all the whole family or whatever. And then as the, it continues, the film begins to physically start to degrade a little bit. And then also slowly this more sinister stuff is revealed in the background or, you know, and just off camera, like we had an example like in the background of a family barbecue you can see like a vampire stealing a child or something and um
1: i love that that's that's good i like
4: that well we were thinking for like back in the day when we used to go to movie theaters um having like before times before times a long long ago so long ago
5: there was a room with a giant screen.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and we all sat together really close, too. Sometimes <laughs> uncomfortably close. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so we thought for, for the actual theater, to have like old school 50s style marquees like out front, like that would hang overhead. It looks like the old road sign for... Or we'd have like standups that would have like old road signs for the town with the population number in it, but as fangs arching over it to like take on the appearance of sort of a bridge, and things like that. So to kind of really lean into that period piece part of it that we mentioned in the pitch, but put a very sinister slant on it. And uh, we might as well get this out of the way: a tie-in album with the Misfits that harkens back to that. <laughs> It's <laughs> like Project
5: 1950, but more horror.
2: <laughs> I like that.
0: Okay. I like the marketing campaign. Cool. I, 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 like, I like the whole idea of starting it off like an old commercial advertising for this town. Did did I miss anything, Dan?
5: Cool. I don't think so. Uh, Vampire steals child. Uh, <laughs> Check <laughs> misfits album. Nope, we're good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is the is the misfits misfits album also your guys' soundtrack? Yes. Okay. So Justin, go ahead and write that down. Uh, so ladies, give us both your marketing and your soundtrack.
2: Oh, you you do marketing marketing. because you
1: you came up with the idea. Um, mostly. Yeah, with it being set in the '90s and then flashing forward to late 2000s, we wanted to keep it, uh, very modern. So we just pushed all of our marketing, which I feel like towards the end of the '90s, Blair Witch was big into that. Uh, was just a website, um, the internet, like push viral marketing well into the internet um have a website that's built around the movie that's marketed to the town um even clicking on the website you've kind of got like even making the website interactive the light Um, will like
2: come up like it's making you in a
1: Putting you in a trance. You've got to listen to it with your earbuds on. Because you can hear hear the the spell in the the background. Like it's trying to, yeah, like basically turn you into one of the, puts you under mind control. Um, Links to, uh, you know, if we're really going to grasp people with viral marketing, especially with with social media now, um, TikTok. That's a perfect way to do it. There's witch a talk. whole witch talk. There's a whole witchy side of TikTok. Um, <laughs> you could, like, witch <laughs> talk. You got Salem like wrapped right into that and pushing it right out there into the town and making it completely viral. So um, that's our marketing. Um, and in our music, we've got the score would be done by, um, I think his name is pronounced Graham Revel. Um, he did the score yeah. for The yeah. Craft. Um, but we wanted yeah, to mix his nice, kind nice. of music
2: with uh, Mark. What is it, Mark? Marco Beltrami who Altrami. did the music
1: for Scream. He did the huh. for Scream. We it, wanted to kind yeah. of mix them together. Very nineties. 90s. Very nineties. Very 90s. <laughs> Trying to keep it very nineties, early 2000s. And then of course
2: our big fight scene that we have at the end, we have a very specific song for that. Keeping it, it '90s. Keeping it '90s, and it's Spoonman by Soundgarden. Garden. Sound Garden.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a very climactic, very scene. perfect for that. So I mean, scene. like, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah! All, it's all '90s rock. Like the whole, if we're gonna do a soundtrack, is all '90s rock. But Spoonman's the climax. Yep.
4: Nice, nice, I don't I, nice. don't, I don't, I don't carry physical money on me anymore. But if I did, I would be shoving it at the screen right now.
2: <laughs> if, I just, I literally so, was like, "Can this be made tomorrow? Let's get, let's get our client, our, let's run. get our people on the phone."
0: We've never had uh, <laughs> contestants um, endorse each other so much as so we have on this particular. This version nice. Merge myself.
3: these two films would be great. I like um, that. One <laughs> clarifying question: the the theater marquee is that just in the trailer, or was that a part of the actual location? Like, is it we're going to the theater and seeing the marquee be different? Right, like there's a physical uh, change for us,
4: arc, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, for us, you mean?
3: Yeah, yeah. 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 So
4: the the, yeah. the whole outside of the
5: theater, man. It, it's gonna yeah, look okay. like a, a, a like a broken down bridge going in with fangs coming down, and it, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. That's
2: nice. pretty sweet, actually.
3: Just want to make sure I understood. Right, cool.
0: Yep. That is super awesome. Uh, Justin, do you need a few minutes to decide the
3: winner? Uh, you guys can chit-chat for a minute because uh, this was really hard. Yeah, give me a couple minutes.
4: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> okay. Um. So I guess we can ask each So I'm curious oh. then. I-, I had questions with regards to sort of like the plot elements. It's like would there be any uh, outright – Outright homages to the original King source material in your version, or it because it seems like this is breaking fresh, just starting a complete like re- revision on you know what that plot was, but kind of to putting your own spin on it. But would there be hearkening back to the King elements? Oh,
2: are, are you talking to us? Yeah, okay, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. no, you're- <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's sorry. why we did the two students were based off of the two, uh, like the, in the original Salem's Lot. Um, Obviously they were more the same age because they're both students. Like, obviously there's quite an age gap in Salem's Lot. Uh, But that's why we have them living at the end because, you know, and that's why we kind of had the ending that we did as well, because in the beginning of Salem's Lot, you have them like, oh no, they found us again. Kind of the same thing with that in retrospect too, and also the cursing, like instead of vampires like cursing, you know, biting other people and the vampirism spreading, it's like this yeah. spell curse yeah. is what's happening.
3: Okay. So, yeah, yeah, that, so uh, real fast. Do we did we did we miss a topic? Because I, I have four topics. I have plot, actors, marketing, and director and writer. Shouldn't there be a fifth? So that there's a tiebreaker the or soundtrack. 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 soundtrack oh it's t- oh i lumped them together okay all right cool yeah <laughs> thanks all right i'm ready when
4: it's
0: all right uh justin to okay. turn it over to you it's your show now
3: it was never my show jason <laughs> that uh, show. so so uh for plot i, I think uh i, I went with uh, don't fuck with the podcast right it was just so much more detailed. I appreciated the level oh. of effort and just the lo- I felt like I was living in this story. I, 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 I knew exactly what was going on. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, that was really good. Um, for actors, uh, I love Millie Bobby Brown. I love John Goodman. Um, I will say, though, that I think I, if I'm going with the other, with that plot, I have to go with Don't Fuck With The Podcast cast because I love Mark Boone Jr. I love Patrick Wilson. I love Lady Gaga. I'm not familiar with a lot of the other Uh. names, but I feel like that makes sense with what's going on with that plot and what they're trying to do with that movie. Um, For marketing – the 90s the, the the blair witch stuff the the website-based uh interactions i love i remember growing up through the blair witch piece of it and getting super scared and like is this a real thing is that people actually getting lost in the woods and dying um I thought it was real. With TikTok. yeah yeah um but i will say i i i loved interacting with the the physical theater more i love the fangs i love the idea of making it an experience right you're going somewhere and you're going to experience a thing that you'll remember i hope for a year or two years down the line not just like hey i went to see a movie so i'm going to give that one to uh mike and dan um now director and writer i love hocus pocus i loved pet cemetery uh, mark McGarris is great I will say, though, that I have watched so much Hill, Hill House in Bly Manor that I have to give this to my boys, Mike and Dan. Yeah, I, 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 you that know, I, that's and okay.
2: That really I really agree. It's
1: <laughs> totally fine. <It's> fine. <laughs> it's totally fine.
0: Like, I wouldn't be surprised tomorrow if we heard an announcement that Mike Flanagan was directing this remake.
3: Like, yeah, that is yeah. very
0: feasible. Totally fine that. That. I'd be fine
2: with that. Yeah. I don't care what that guy directing a new alphabet, and I'd be like,
1: <laughs> we have four more letters? What?
2: We got new letters. We got twisted letters. There's backwards, upside down letters. If Mike Flanagan's directing it, I want it.
0: As long as it stars Benedict Cumberbatch.
3: Yes. <laughs> and,
2: and I can see him in a Cumber- and and alphabet. Alphabet.
5: Oh As Doctor Strange. Yes.
3: <laughs> and, and while I enjoy um, The Misfits, I grew up in the 90s. So I'm going to go with Spoonman. For the tiebreaker, I just a whole album totally of songs. songs. I can't, I can't no. go against
1: that. That scene you can just see <laughs> it in your so head. Can't can't you can see it. You can hear it. You can see <laughs> Mark it. Mark Boone and uh, Rachel
2: True going against Lady Gaga, I mean, and I mean, it's just it's just great.
1: Climactic.
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I was electronic. looking at the paper. If you're going to go 90s, it should have been a Chumbawamba song because nothing is more 90s than Chumbawamba.
3: But That's true. What? Someone hurt you, Jason. <laughs> Someone hurt you.
4: Yeah. Let's not get legitimately scary, Jason.
3: <laughs> uh, I was looking for a tiebreaker, though, because every you, both of the movies made sense with everything you did, right? So it was just trying to pick the best of each category. I thought you guys both did a really – both parties did a very good job of, of making a movie. It was very good.
1: Well, thank, thank you. I would endorse for-
2: their yeah, movie yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I love yeah. the f- the fact that it's a period. <laughs> it's literally like the same movie, but it's a different yeah. period with a different cast, and I, I like that. And I actually I really, really like the cast. Yeah.
3: And I was I, I mean, was John badly. Goodman almost won the whole category for you. Yeah. Oh I know it's just, it's supposed to be like John Goodman wins.
2: <laughs> it was literally John Goodman against Mark Boone. I was
1: imagining nice. like Walter the whole time. In that character. <laughs> that's a
4: that's a very different remake. Mark Boone Junior. versus John Goodman. Mark Boone Junior.
1: versus Walter Soapcheck. Life like, <laughs> That's how you have. To... <laughs> that's where it's at right there. That's how you have.
0: To see it. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for watching or listening. You guys can find links to everybody's projects, side projects, in the description of this video or audio. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. From all of us, have a great day. Recycle your time.